Welcome back to Get Closer to Your Core. I'm Dr. Debbie Maggots. I am a New York-based psychologist. And just as a reminder, I'm doing this podcast because my strong, strong belief is that all of our power and all of our agency over our lives resides within our unconscious. And so we don't know it's there and it's in charge of everything we do. So I'm doing everything I can to bring awareness to what's motivating all of our behaviors and bringing on a variety of really interesting people talking about friendships and love and career and parenting. And today I am honored to have Anne Marie. How do you pronounce your last name? Courtright. Courtright. There you go. I didn't want to mess it up. Um, Anne-Marie is a model. I'm honored. What do you mean? I'm honored to be here. Are you kidding me? She Amazing. is a model, an entrepreneur, a known influencer. Um, I feel lucky to know her personally um, through our mutual friend, Jamie Shear. Um, we got to get connected to one another and it has been a joy to know her. And I'll get more into who Anne-Marie is also. Um you know, By the it, way, what she's yes. not saying, which I'm saying, is that you gave me a lot of good therapy during COVID. So I'm grateful. I, so. I oh, thank you, Anne Marie. It was a very short-lived stint, but it was during COVID, so I think it was. It was we, very impactful, and it was yeah. very life-changing for me. It gave thank me tools you. that I never even knew I needed. So let's just put that out there. That's very sweet. Thank you, Anne Marie. I appreciate that. Um, you know what I was going to say is there is so much to Anne Marie in terms of depth and sincerity um, and brilliance. She's an entrepreneur. She's been through so much in her life. But today I do want to focus on, on her being a model from a very young age and the notion of beauty in our society, because she is the one person who I know knows so much about herself and will be so open with what it means to be beautiful in our society. And the reason why I bring this up is because look, we're in a world, it's always been this way, especially in social media, the standard of beauty is there. We all look at it. We all are comparing and contrasting ourselves to a certain standard of beauty. And Anne-Marie does hold that outward standard of beauty of being a very beautiful woman in the world. But we also have these misconceptions based on what people look like, that their lives are perfect, that things don't hurt their feelings, that they have no issues, they have no problems, they don't have sad days, they're not allowed to be upset about not feeling pretty one day or feeling that they feel bloated one day. And there's a lot of negativity that goes that way. And Anne-Marie and I have had some conversations around this, but I really would love everyone to hear sort of your journey a little bit and you know, get specifically into what it, what does it feel like to be someone who has the standard of beauty and all that comes with it, the good stuff and the stuff that's been really hard. You know, I, I, I think, I don't know that I came up with this or if my, I, I feel a girlfriend of mine a long time ago actually said this to me one day because I was having a day and she goes, you know what you have? And I said, what? She goes, you have the curse of being pretty. Mm -hmm. And I said, the curse? I go, that's an interesting way to look at it. Mm -hmm. And I've always thought about it that way when I have certain times, because I think that everybody um judges you judges you sorry remember spanish my first language sometimes i forget to speak English. <laughs> um i think that you get judged when you walk in the door mm -hmm. before you open your mouth mm -hmm. and i'm not here to for you to feel pity like i i'm at this point in my life i am 40 i am very confident i am very comfortable in who i am mm -hmm. physically 
I feel good about myself. That mm -hmm. wasn't always the case. And I think that everybody just assumes that because I looked a certain way, my life was always easier and better. Mm -hmm. And it was actually the opposite mm -hmm. because funny enough in the modeling world, in the, in the original modeling world, not like this day of social media, but the original days like the Cindy Crawfords and like, I like yes, to mention yes. the Nikki Taylor, the Christy Turlington, the Christy Brinkley's, like the real supermodels. They were, they were the supermodels of my childhood, actually. But they're still to yes. me real supermodels. Like we yes. had a little round of like Giselle and yes. some of those girls. But to me, that was kind of like the end of that era mm -hmm. because then the social media came in and then it kind of like made you famous by who you were associated with, mm -hmm. etc. Right. We're not going to go into that. So. One thing that's very important for people to know is that most models who are very successful were not that cute in high school. <laughs> we were like, and I say we because I felt that very much. Okay. We were awkward. We weren't developed the same way most girls developed, right? Like you, you get hormonal, you get your menstrual period, you develop, you get a butt, you get boobs, you get this, you get that. And we just kind of don't, it's mm -hmm. kind of weird. It's like, we're like lengthy and skinny in weird places and you get called weird names and you're just awkward looking to society. Mm -hmm. Yet the modeling world was the place where you were special, mm -hmm. right? And that's like my story, right? I was, back then we didn't use the word bullying Back then, we didn't talk about it. I went to a Catholic school where when I would go crying to the nun, being like, they're making fun of me, she'd be like, suck it up and go back to class or mm -hmm. go pray and get in. And I'm like, how is that going to help me? Mm -hmm. I don't feel good right now. No boys like me. I have no butt. I have no boobs. And mm -hmm. they think I'm funny looking. And they even when I would like do like track and field, if I won was because the wind like pushed me because I was so skinny, the wind helped me win. It wasn't mm -hmm. like I won on my own merit because I would run and practice, right? Like I never got credit because of how I look like I, all the credit was taken away from me. Mm -hmm. And then again, people are my listening and be like, oh, poor you. Guess what? It took me a long way to get here where I feel like F you, I feel great. about myself. <laughs> well, no. you know what? I, I want to chime in what Anne-Marie is talking about, and this is super important, right? everything is in our core, right? So we can go back to childhood, you know, family, parents, and all of that, but also the formative years of being in school and growing up, everything sits in our core. So everything that happens at the beginning is how we end up feeling for the rest of our lives, unless we don't. And what Anne-Marie is talking about is at her core, she didn't feel beautiful. She didn't feel special. She felt awkward and she felt different and she didn't fit in and she didn't have boys liking her at the time where other girls did. And those feelings carry with you, even though the outside might change. And so when you look at someone with your looks or other people with these, you know, sort of standards of model looks, you think that they feel amazing about themselves, but so many people don't. They still carry those core, uncomfortable, awkward feelings with them. And what Anne-Marie is saying is finally at the age of 40, she feels what she looks like. And that right. wasn't always the case, right? And it took me so long to accept yes. that because first you're rejected as a, as a teen, right? Mm -hmm. And then you get through that and then you become a young adult and now you're in a business, which back then 
was so judgmental. Mm -hmm. It was purely about your look. So you would walk in and you were pretty, but the girl next to you was way prettier or was willing to do shit you weren't willing to do. Like there's so many like angles that we can go off and, Mm -hmm. you know, in in the fashion world Mm -hmm. itself. And, you know, the rejection part of it, it's probably the worst because you're thinking, crap, okay, so I made it through high school. Now I'm a model. Mm -hmm. So now I'm cool. Now they like me because I'm a model. But then now the modeling people are the new high school people, right? (laughs) Like, and then you start to, and listen, I figured it out now. Like, yes, it all comes to childhood and it all comes to like building that self-esteem, but it's basically what like made me into who I was Mm -hmm. until a few years back, I decided I needed to work on myself. Mm-hmm. Because like, why did I keep falling into these patterns? And that's one of the things that you taught me. No one can make me feel pretty or ugly, only mm-hmm. myself. But mm-hmm. to get to that point, I had to really, really work on all of those past issues yes. and understand and accept like, this is who I am. And I have all these other qualities, which has mm-hmm. always been my issue. I'm like, I wanted to be recognized for all those other qualities. I'm not saying I didn't use my outside beauty to my advantage because why wouldn't I? I didn't have any other advantages. Mm -hmm. That was my one thing. So I used it for every door I wanted open. Mm -hmm. It worked, right? It's really interesting. You know, you get into the modeling world with all these beautiful women and then that becomes the pool of compare and contrast, right? And and I bring this up because this is something that we can all relate to. I must say it a thousand times a day, stay in your own lane, run your own race. But that's not, that's if you sit on a mountaintop. The goal is to try to do that, but we can't help but compare and contrast or feel competitive or, you know, the, the most mentally healthy people I know can go on Instagram and feel bad about themselves because they will be the one thing that's missing in their life. And then they feel badly. Listen, so, I feel so bad every day. <laughs> That's why I try not to open it. Yes. So <laughs> it's exactly. Impossible. It's, it's impossible. There's always someone prettier or thinner or richer or something better, or a better trip or a better beach or a better. Or they it's got the job better. or they got the guy or they have the kid, you know. And so really in, in life, we're not all supposed to have the same life. We're supposed to have different lives and build on our strengths. And the reason why I love having Anne-Marie here is because I hear it a thousand times, like even things like when you hear about someone who got killed in the news, oh my God, she was so beautiful. Like it's, everything's a standard or, you know, she was so pretty or he was so handsome. I mean, you know, when someone's watching a trial, the standard of beauty comes up in conversation and it's always so amazing. I'm like, and if they were ugly, they would be okay if they did something wrong or, It's a a really interesting thing. And I hear over and over and over again, like what problems does that person have? They're beautiful. They're rich. They, and it's like, they're human beings. That's the outward layer. It's like looking to the next, it's like saying the grass ain't greener. It's just a different shade next door. Yes. So it's like, you can't just assume that because that person looks a certain way and has certain advantages, it's their life is any better because it really isn't. And I, and I mean that because mm-hmm. I have to wake, I have to work way harder at being light. Mm-hmm. I had to work way harder at owning a room and having, you know, listen, I was very young when I had my daughter, she's now going to be 14 years old, but I'm still very young compared to the mother's 
that I am around, mm -hmm. right? They're, they're in their late 40s versus mm -hmm. I'm in my early 40s. Mm -hmm. And I look younger, by mm -hmm. the way. I look younger for many reasons because I'm crazy at taking care of myself because I'm Puerto Rican and it's called genetics, mm -hmm. right? Like I didn't ask for it. It is what it is, right? Mm -hmm. So I make the best of it. Mm -hmm. But the thing is that I constantly walk in a room and first of all, I still refuse to go to an event without somebody. Mm -hmm. I To this day, I won't go somewhere alone. Because? Please finish that thought. Just because... I am so uncomfortable walking in and like, just like looking around and I'm like, who's going to want to talk to me first or who's not going to talk to me. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, if I walk in with my crutch, it's a lot easier, yeah. you know, like, and I, I find that I understand why I depend on the phone because then I'm walking. If no one looks at me, then I'm like, great. I have a phone to look at. And mm -hmm. you know, I noticed this many years ago. I, there was a very, very, very big celebrity that everyone here knows that I was sitting at a table with massive person worldwide known and her friend hadn't arrived yet she night she knew me she knew a few other people but her comfort zone was there, not there yet mm -hmm. and she proceeded to just look down at her phone I knew she was doing nothing mm -hmm. but she just didn't even know what, what to do, do. Mm -hmm. and that's the thing it's like you get it, it's almost like I said it's that curse Yes. That you have to work that much harder. And again, yes. I'm not being ungrateful for what I've been given at no. all. No, that's that we want to make clear. You're not saying you're unhappy that you're pretty. You're saying that you're a human being, even though you're pretty, and that that sometimes gets bypassed. And I think oftentimes, you know, and what you're talking about is the discomfort of being in a social atmosphere. And I know I feel that. I know a lot of people feel that. But for someone based on their looks, you will be considered um, not nice or a snob if you're not the one who's effusive and who's out there, even though it's really a, a discomfort and a shyness or an awkwardness that you're feeling. Um, there is a lot of weight put on people that look a certain way to, and, and Anne-Marie said it very effectively, you have to try harder because people are judging you based on what you look like. And nice. you're being, and you're being noticed. Go ahead. Yeah. Extra sweet and extra decent, mm -hmm. extra careful. Make sure you don't piss off the right. Like I am constantly like walking on eggshells, trying to make sure that like everyone likes me, right? Like as it takes me all the way back to high school. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's like, I can't be myself, which is why I end up retracting myself to my core group of people, which I'm mm -hmm. so grateful to have where I could be Anne-Marie, mm -hmm. right? Like, I had a girlfriend, I remember we were on a trip and she used to come in the mornings and she was very loud and funny and obnoxious. We love her. And she'd be like, guys, don't talk to Anne-Marie in the mornings. And then I was like, <laughs> what are you talking about? She's like, you're not very nice in the mornings. And I go, I don't want to talk till my coffee kicks in. And all my other girlfriends would be like, don't you know that? Like, leave Anne-Marie alone. Yes. Like, yes. we all have our things. But if I'm in a new setting, like let's say I'm going on a photo shoot out of town, with a crew at 6 a.m. call time, we're meeting downstairs at the restaurant. I have to be on. Yes. Hi, good morning. Because yes. otherwise it's like, oh, why is this model here? Gosh, she's such a bitch. Yes. So it's like, you, you can't win. Cause then I'm eating myself from the inside out, giving mm -hmm. myself anxiety because mm -hmm. I need to make sure I present myself according to what they expect. Mm -hmm. I'm not being myself. 
And that is a theme for you that I know we've talked about of figuring out who you are, setting boundaries, letting people think and feel what they want to, and not twisting yourself into a pretzel to appease everybody all the time. That's a constant, right? Well, if shame. Yeah. It, it, it goes back to shame. Did you say? Shame. Yeah. yeah. So you feel shameful for some reason. Yeah. I don't know why. Because you've done nothing wrong. Yes. Um, it is a core theme of Anne Marie is that it needs constant monitoring, right? Because this we're talking about getting to our core, and that is a core theme for you. And you did shed some light on sort of part of the root cause of what it felt like young and what it feels like now and what the expectations are and what people will think of you because of again, today's topics because of what you look like. It's it's not the only topic, but it is our topic today. Another question I have for you, you know you're super smart. You're an entrepreneur. I do think that people have a false misnomer that because you're pretty, there's no, nothing else going on there. There's um, nothing else developed when someone's just a pretty face or a model and it couldn't be further from the truth. And we do have examples of it. A lot of models have become business people and entrepreneurs. Can you talk a little bit about if you've had that experience of people not thinking you were intelligent enough because of what you look like? And that might not be your personal experience. This is the thing about intelligence that I have learned of my older age. Yes. Intelligence comes in a lot of different ways. Yes. Right. You don't like some people are book smarts. Some people are number smarts. Some people are street smarts. I am a very resourceful person, mm-hmm. right? Like I know how to figure stuff out, very practical stuff. And I listen and I have learned to listen better. Mm-hmm. because I used to not be such a good listener because I was so eager by the conversation that I wouldn't even let the person like get to what they were saying. And I like do that with my husband. I've gotten better at it because I think he's brilliant and super smart. And I love learning from him. He has a lot to teach me that I know nothing about and vice versa. When it comes about my business, he listens. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that we have learned together is like, and Marie, just listen and then speak, right? Like don't so that's a big thing. When it comes, you call me smart. I don't consider myself smart. I don't know why. Like, it's weird. Like, yes. I, like people tell me all the time I'm smart, but I think they're just saying that because they love me and they want to be nice. Because the way I think smart, I think it very differently. I think about smart, somebody that like graduated, went to college, got a degree and like became something, something. I didn't do any of that. So it's weird, like how in my head it is. And I constantly tell myself I am smart. And my friends tell me you are smart, but I don't fully believe it. Mm-hmm. Right. I think so. I- so we've hit on another core issue. Um, let me tell you my definition of smart and why I call you smart. Um, first of all, my number one de- definition is when people have a high EQ, meaning they understand themselves emotionally, they understand patterns, they understand awareness. I actually think it makes you the smartest person in the world. I'm a genius then. Yes, you're a genius. <laughs> well, I might be biased, but I just feel like if you can walk into a room and understand what's happening and read a room and read people and understand um, where you are with them and what they might need and really understand yourself, I, I think that makes you super smart. I will say more, you know, I've had the opportunity to actually spend time with Anne-Marie and you know a lot about a lot of things. You're involved in many conversations where you you don't just, um, whether, whether it's politics, whether it's business, whether it's, you know, movies or books, the things that we would talk about, 
what I find smart is not people who just give an opinion just to have an opinion and which we're all entitled to. You would speak intelligently of things that you understood because there was, you know, backup, you've read something, you've had conversations, you knew about something. So I did, I found you very smart when I spent time with you in more ways than just EQ, which is what I understood about you first. So to me, that's my, if anyone out, that's my definition of intelligence. Um, There is another definition of degrees that we've gotten or, you know, people that are super smart in neuroscience, you know, I'm not smart in that way. I, I think I'm smart because I have a high EQ. So Um, but I will say whether you feel intelligence in the world or self-worth and all of those things, I do want people to also dig around in their childhoods because it's all there somewhere of why we feel what we feel when we feel it. Um, and and we definitely dug in there and we know where it all comes from. Yes. And, you know, as you say these things back to me, I'm like, oh, I feel very knowledgeable, right? Mm -hmm. I feel like I bring a lot to the table in a lot of topics that I am very, very well informed in. Yes. When it comes to like skincare, beauty, wellness, this, the things I'm passionate about, I'm very good at. And then there's random things. Like my husband said, no one's a better traveler than you. Like you can really work in airport like nothing I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Right. Like that's when I mean, like I'm very resourceful, you know? So I guess well, I am smart as of today, guys. As of today. <laughs> I am smart. <laughs> I'm also wondering if it's also, how old were you when you started modeling? Oh my God, 13, 14 years old. Yeah, you were super young. I mean, you were sort of plucked up from the awkwardness of preteen years and foisted into this world where it was all based on what you look like. Other things were developed in you. I'm just not sure you, you've you caught up to them. Maybe you have now, but I think it's taken you a while to catch up to the other parts of you that have been forming while you've been building a modeling career and a very successful modeling career, I may add. You know what I think also, as as we're talking, I think that part of the reason, maybe I am not a hundred percent like comfortable with like calling myself a smart person. It's because the circle that I have chosen in my life to be surrounded by are all very um, either intellectual, uh, more like book smarts, more business smarts, things that are not my strong suit. So when you're surrounded by all these things that I'm not strong at, then may I think they're super smart. Then maybe I'm like, wait, I'm not smart because I don't know what they know. Right. That could be a different way to look at it as well. And I just literally gave myself therapy. Yeah. I, I'll give you, I'll give you another piece. Um, an unconscious to unconscious level. We draw to ourselves who we are. We may not look exactly the same. That's with friends. That's with lovers, significant others. Um, People, if you're surrounded by people who you consider intelligent, they're not going to be with you if they didn't also consider you intelligent. Like there's a, there's a meeting of something. Now we all bring something different to the table or it would, would be boring. Right. So obviously they're getting something from you in that way as well. Um, you know, along with many other things and I, and and really the importance of today's podcast, I mean, we're learning about Anne Marie, but it's a theme of just what you look like doesn't equal who you are in all ways. You can also look beautiful and be an ugly person inside. Um, And I've met many of those along my years. Yes. And, and, you know, and everything in between. And the theme is 
just based on what you look like or what it appears on social media doesn't equal what you feel and the things that you're struggling with. And that's really the message that, you know, Anne-Marie's been so candid about is she struggles. She has struggled. She continues to struggle. Um, she's stepping more into her own as she's getting older, but the, the themes are the themes and she struggles with feeling shy in a crowd and not sometimes not feeling good enough when she was younger, didn't even feel pretty enough. Sometimes now we know it didn't feel smart enough and no one would ever put that on you based on what you look like. And this is some of the pain that I know Anne Marine and a lot of other people in her position feel that they can't necessarily talk about what they're feeling because people invalidate it. And then it feels very lonely. You well, know, that goes back to the toxic positivity, right? Yes. Tell somebody you don't, you're not having a good day. And that person turns, oh, but you have this and you're beautiful and look at your body and you have yes. house and you have, you look at the ocean. Da, da, da. And I'm like, what the F does that have to do with anything? Am I not entitled to feel crappy? Yes. Like, you know, and, and that's the thing that, listen, I have, I am at fault to a certain degree when it comes to social media for putting an image, but I do my social media very, very different than most people. Mm-hmm. I do my social media as a model. Mm-hmm. My social media is not personal. Mm-hmm. I have a private account for my friends and family. Mm-hmm. My social media is my book. Let's call it old school, my portfolio. Yes, it yes. is where you go to see if you like the image outside of Anne Marie court, right? And would you like her promoting your product? Mm-hmm. Does she fit your categories to send her, I don't know, a powder for whatever for her drink? Because she is the image of the comp that you're looking for your company. Yes. That's yes. what I look like. And that's what I use my social media. Once in a while, I'll be vulnerable. I'll show some of my personal side, but I don't go in there to lament my issues because Mm -hmm. I'm a private person and I don't think everything should be aired out. That's a completely different issue. I think we're all sharing way too much. And then we're like triggering other people's issues that don't have the, the, the access to discuss these issues. Do you know what I mean? Like yes. if somebody who's like, fine, then they saw somebody's pose and then it triggers them and then they're alone and yes. they don't have a Debbie or you or me to talk it through. Yes. Right? So I try to be very careful in like how I present myself, yet my page is mostly a superficial page. Mm-hmm. It is not like when people are like, oh, show the real stuff. I'm like, that's not how I was taught in the 2000s. <laughs> like when you were a model, you showed up glam. You were aspirational. You were trying to make someone want to be better, look better, be healthier, be prettier. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want to make you want to like go eat Cheetos, which I freaking love yes, and sir. like get fat. I don't want to <laughs> promote that. Yes. You're, do you understand what I'm saying? Like I do. Issue I have with all of this going around. So that's very important for me that everyone knows there are two sides of me. There's yes. the public Anne Marie who will show you all the pretty stuff, aspirational stuff, because that's my brand. That's my book. That's what I want you to look forward to. And yes, yes there's the human side who argues with her husband, her child, and doesn't sleep, has anxiety, and you know, wants to do every cleanse. Although I'm kind of over that face, hopefully. <laughs> Maybe you know, like, we all go through it all. Like yes. I'm a real person that yes. just wants to have a different skin. Yes. We're all yes. exactly the same. And I love that you said all that because I do think you have experienced this, and I think many people do in your position of feeling invalidated for having just being a human being like everybody else 
because of the image and what you look like. Um, and on a personal level, Anne-Marie wears no makeup and she eats. So, you know, that's the truth. And at dinners with me. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Listen, I, I think you have to enjoy yourself. I, my favorite thing is always balance, balance, balance. Mm-hmm. I'm always constantly telling myself, how can I balance? Whether it's the exercise, whether it's the food, whether it's the, whatever it is, like you can, overwork out you can overeat you can undereat. Mm-hmm. I try to find somewhere where I'm somewhere in the middle mm-hmm. right and I don't know if I have it perfect but when I don't know I ask I look mm-hmm. I research mm-hmm. I go through my peers I figure it out I go to Dr. Jamie I come to you whomever I think that may be able to make me better right I want to be better mm-hmm. I didn't always knew this I didn't always know like that I wanted to be better mm-hmm. but now I'm consciously thinking every day how can I be better for me by the way it's not Mm -hmm. for anyone else for yourself that's the biggest thing I want to be better for me Mm -hmm. I fix me and I am happy that's all that matters to me because then I'm a better person all around I'm a better person when I'm driving so I won't flip you and (laughs) (laughs) I do have a little Puerto Rican anger driving yes she's she's got she's got some edge too um you know just to sum up what she just said you know I want to say that no one ever gets it perfect. We're all a work in progress. And I think that's what you're saying is that you're just a work in progress and you're discovering and learning every day. And you're better today than you've ever been from a mental and physical health perspective. And there's, there's always going to be more to go. Is there anything else you want to say before we end today? I, I so love this conversation that you were so candid and I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Anything else you want to say before? I think that that's my goal in life moving forward and from yeah. now on, and it's been for a few years. I just genuinely want people to like, you know, I was looking at something the other day and I said to myself, I'm like, does she really want to be that person? Or is she being forced into being that person? That's because that's what society is telling her to do. Yes. And that's kind of what like my social, my podcast, anything I share, I just wish that everyone took the time, took a breath and figured out what they wanted for themselves, what makes them happy, mm-hmm. right? And instead of trying to, listen, we have to live in society. We have mm-hmm. to live amongst each other. We have to be kind to each other. And also remember, it's some, sometimes people are having a crappy day and you know, you have to keep that in mind because you can make it more crappy by you not being nice. But I just want people to remember that just look inwards, figure it out, study yourself and figure out how to be better. Mm -hmm. And stay and and try to stay in your own lane. Yes. Yes. You know, like that's been the biggest thing I have learned over the last few years. And listen, I speak about you all the time and I'm not just saying this because you're here. I just mentioned you two days ago you have a way of making us face things that we don't even know we need to face things you don't even think about. Mm -hmm. And that's, those are the things we need to like dig into perfect podcast. Like everyone needs to tune in. Everyone needs to go and be like, okay, how am I going to be better? So we need to get Mm -hmm. you a TV show or something. (laughs) Like everyone can have more access. Now, now I have a new publicist. Thank you, Anne-Marie. Um, that's good. Listen, you've changed a lot of people's life and you're very sweet, including myself. And I'm very grateful because you have empowered me to continue to do better and be better. 
Thank you. That's very sweet. Um, I'm going to end on that note because it's a, it's a wonderful note. Anne-Marie, thank you so much. You are really, um, as a human, just the sweetest um, and loving human. Um, so everyone, try to go get closer to your core, as Anne-Marie just so nicely said. Go inward and be the best version of you that you can be. Until next time. <laughs>